I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John Peters. This is a live Easter Sunday. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Broadcast of my program. Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. And uh, sponsored by Callaway's this first hour. And uh, we're proud to have them as a sponsor and proud to have you as a listener as you make ready for Easter plans today. So if that is your faith, I hope you'll be tuned in this entire couple of hours today. First hour sponsored by Callaway's. And uh, I hope you'll give me a call. I may be very lonely here waiting for calls. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Mike Bass is also in studio, and he is running the boards and answering the phones. If you have any kind of a gardening question, that's my job today. That's why I'm here, and we can talk about what's happened in the last couple of months. Anything happened in your landscape last couple of months? Really? Oh, let's talk about it. You're wondering where you are in, in, the, uh, in the whole stage of uh, vegetable gardening for spring of 2021? Let's talk about it. Or uh, flower gardening what you should be doing at this point, how your lawn's doing. How about landscaping and re-landscaping because of the cold? All of that is fair game. I'll give it my best shot, and uh, we'll talk about the plants at your place. Please pick up that phone and give me a call. I'll be looking for calls today, and I hope you'll be delivering on those calls. Simple as that. The number, once again, I'll be giving it probably several times today, 800 288 WBAP 800-288-9227. So, the first thing we always do on a Sunday morning, even Easter Sunday morning, is we talk to our good buddy, Steve Huddleston. Steve has been with the Fort Worth uh, 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 Botanic Garden for, what is it, 26 years? Steve, good morning. Happy Easter, Yes, indeed. Steve. Yes, good morning to you, and happy Easter. Happy Easter. 26 years, is that right, with the Botanic Garden before you retired? Yeah. Yeah. And now and now he has broadened his service. That wasn't enough. He came back and he yeah. took on Brit also Botanic Research <laughs> Institute of Texas, which is right across the parking lot and he is public relations manager of both of them now. And so he speaks on their behalf and and he has some some great messages from uh, from both, especially the Botanic Garden. And one of our favorite shrubs, you know, we we lost a lot of viburnums across Texas because of the cold. Here's one you're never going to lose. Uh, because of the cold, this is a northern viburnum, and it is a beautiful one. And yours are still blooming beautifully now. Hmm? Absolutely, they are really moving into into their first full week of peak bloom. Uh, I would say this is my favorite shrub now. It is spectacular in the spring. Mine too. Uh, I produces, love it for flowering shrubs. Yeah, yeah. It produces softball-sized balls of white flowers. Uh, they just adorn the the large deciduous shrub or a small tree. Uh, the balls of flowers start out lime green and then turn white. They are extremely showy. Uh, the mature height of the shrub is 12 feet or so. It likes full sun. Um, and I have to say where I planted mine. I had no more room in my landscape, so I asked my neighbor if I could plant one on our property line, but in his yard, and he agreed. So What a deal. I, get to, I know. Uh, it's on his property, but I get to enjoy it. So, All right. So far, we have not identified this beautiful plant. It is Chinese snowball. That's an appropriate name for it from China. And tell us the scientific name so people can find it. 
It is viburnum macrocephalum. Macro meaning large, cephalum meaning head. It, it has large flower heads, so viburnum macrocephalum. Mine are, they may not be quite softball size, they're 80% that size, and the plant is large also. As it grows, it can be, uh, well, as you say, 12 feet tall, 10 or 12 yeah. feet tall, no problem, and full sun to a good bit of shade is is uh, what this will tolerate it's deciduous a lot of the uh, southern viburnums are evergreen until it gets cold and then they're ever brown <laughs> yes yes <laughs> this Good one point. is just great and this grows far north of here you don't have to worry about this one freezing it's just beautiful i love yes. this plant we have some dogwoods in our landscape and my wife is in love with the dogwoods and i said you know lynn I want you to look at the Chinese snowballs. Steve talked me into these about 10 or 12 years ago when he talked about them, and I got busy and, and planted some, I think about mm. eight or 10 of them. And she said, you know, I think that may be as pretty as the dogwoods. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think she's right, especially in the black clay soils. All right. Mm -hmm. What else you have? Well, there's a shrub called Japanese caria. This is caria japonica, and the variety we have is plenaflora, which is the double flowering form. This is a graceful shrub. Uh, that grows in the shade. My goodness, we have these growing and blooming under the shade of live oak trees. Uh, this is an old-fashioned, carefree, and tough shrub. It has arching growth habit with bright green leaves and stems. The shrub grows about 5 to 10 feet tall and wide, and it blooms for three to four weeks in April and May. As I said, the double flowers are, well, they're about an inch wide, and they are orange-yellow. Plenaflora is the double flowering form and is the cultivar most commonly sold in nurseries. And again, this takes light to medium shade. Morning sun is fine, but do protect from the afternoon sun. Low water requirements after establishment. It is hardy uh, in zones 4 to 9, so I think we're safe there. I think we are. All right. And then your third plant is probably, without any question, the most popular vine of all. Tell us about it. Well, that is the Chinese wisteria. It is blooming spectacularly. On the arbors in the Rose Garden, my goodness, it is a beautiful sight. I took pictures of it this week, this past week. Uh, this is a strong vine that needs space and sturdy supports, full sun for best flowering. Uh, in the spring, it produces these clusters that are 6 to 12 inches long, fragrant purple flowers uh, that bloom almost simultaneously, producing a very showy display. Uh, they have a nice fragrance. Uh, the invasive vine, and some people consider this invasive because it can... It can uh, wrap around trees and take over forests and things like that, but uh, it does uh, colonize by twining and covering trees and shrubs and by runners sprouting at nodes. Regular pruning is required for shaping and to control rampant growth and invasive tendencies. Uh, the stems become twisted and trunk-like and massive over time. So uh, we've got some very mature specimens on these arbors in the rose garden. So they're beautiful, so though. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've never disagreed with you. I don't believe in yeah. any of the 26 years we work together. Uh, I'm going to challenge a little bit the use of the word invasive because people yeah. are on my Facebook page. They will come. Yeah. Well, you can't recommend that. That thing's invasive, and yeah. it really aggravates me anymore because there mm -hmm. are people who are anti anything invasive. Hackberry trees, cottonwood mm -hmm. trees. It has to mm -hmm. be a native Texas plant, and it's just. I've. I'm. I've had it. I agree mm -hmm. with you on privet. I agree with you on on uh, the uh, whatever it is, Japanese ligustrum is the way I grew it, but it's a glossy privet, I guess it is, the, the tallest of all the ligustrums. That thing is horribly invasive, should never be planted. Mm -hmm. Got it. I get it on that. 
but some plants are not invasive. Somebody was talking about uh, Asian jasmine being invasive. It may uh, go into a flower, into an adjacent bed, but that's not the same thing. No. That's no. just that's just something that needs to be maintained. You're not even trying right. to maintain it. And right. I, I think wisteria, you know, I, I don't want to scare people about wisteria. It's not going to take over. It's not bamboo. And Correct. this invasive thing, back off. But just back off. Right. When they when they come at me about three or four times with that, I, I just hide them on my Facebook page. I don't want to hear any more about it. So I, yeah. you just you just pulled my chain. <laughs> so forgive me. I got to yeah, get well, to no, ready for Easter. Yeah, no I got to calm down. Yes. Well, and and these you know we've maintained these very well on the arbors. They've yeah. they've not they've not gone beyond the confines of the arbors. They they haven't taken over anything else. They're just on the yeah. arbors themselves. But beautiful this time of the year. Those chains of purple flowers hanging down. It is a aren't they spectacular? Yeah, yeah, and trumpet creeper can be the same way, and uh, grapes can be the same way. They just have to be maintained. Um, yes, I exactly. also want to point out for the people who say, "Oh, we shouldn't bring anything in from another country," and and mm-hmm. certainly from Asia, Chinese mm-hmm. snowball, Japanese carrier, and Chinese mm-hmm. wisteria and crepe myrtles mm-hmm. are from China. Some of our mm-hmm. finest plants have been introduced out of. Uh, Southeast Asia. They're wonderful plants and they're adapted. And some of our native plants froze a month ago, yes. six weeks ago, and are not the least bit adapted in our area. And so that's why adapted is a much better operative word. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. I will. Here's my mute no, button. You're going to hear me mute myself right in the middle of this. <laughs> well, I chuckled. I chuckled. Now it's back okay. to you. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I would like to finish with uh, yeah. announcing our spring plant sale uh, this week. This is an online spring plant sale, and we all know that people lost plants in February. So here's an opportunity to buy some plants to replace what you lost in February. Uh, the member sale is April 7 and 8, and then the general public sale is April 9 through 11. People can shop online. This is strictly online. The pickup of plants is in the garden April 16 through 18, so the following week. But this is the week that both members and the general public can order plants online. We have lots of perennials, Japanese maples, citrus and other fruit trees, vegetables. And the following, we will have canna rhizomes, bare root daylilies, rain lily bulbs, gladiolus corms, and orient pet lily bulbs. So it's best to become a member so that you can get a 10% discount on your purchase and so that you have the first pick. So things sell fast. We really expect things to sell fast. Um, So we encourage people to get online as soon as possible, either as a member or as the general public. That's a great opportunity. All right. So tell people how to become a member. Well, they can do so online. We have opportunities online for that. Uh, They can come to the Botanic Garden and uh, walk in the front door and ask for a membership. We can take care of it right then and there. So several options uh, for membership. All right. Online is what? That is fwbg.org. FWBG, this is the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. That's the source of fwbg.org, 24-hour information phone line. That is a one seven four six three forty one sixty. All right. And how do they find you? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive, across from Trinity Park. Steve, I apologize for going on my rant. I really apologize. No, you're, you're, seriously, your points are valid. Oh, Perfectly valid. Well, 
Have a wonderful Easter with your family. I hope it's going to be a great one. Are, are the kids and grandkids going to be able to come? I will see all of them, yes. That's great. We are, too, for the first time in 14 months. It's going to be wonderful. That is great. That is yeah. great. Have a great one. Thank you, my friend. All right. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs> all right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Steve Huddleston from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanic Research Institute of Texas. Sponsored a whole program this morning, a whole hour, by Callaway's Nursery, where you get everything you need to make your landscape bright and delightful. Their stores are brimming with spring color. This week, all of their DFW locations are featuring a stunning variety of roses. Stop by Discover this wonderful world of color and fragrance. Explore their broad selection of nitty-gritty peach with its abundance of peach blooms. Its relatively small size makes it appealing in your landscape or even in a large container. Another must-have, Shirley's Bouquet Rose. It's timeless and embodies the best qualities of pure white rose. The large white blossoms float above the deep green leaves. This elegant rose will brighten your heart and illuminate your room, your uh, moon garden. Both of these remarkable roses will delight you with their tantalizing fragrance, and both are easy to care for. If you have questions about your new roses, ask one of their friendly Texas-certified nursery professionals for advice. They have more than just about any nursery business in the state of Texas. You can plant with confidence because Callaway's offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee on everything they sell. Visit one of their open-air stores, order online, or use their convenient curbside pickup by simply calling your local store to place your order. Or go to Callaway's.com to find a location near you. Visit their newest location on Greenville Avenue. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6 for your convenience. That's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaway's.com. I'm Melinda with Callaway's Nursery in Little Elm. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Melinda, very, very much. And we'll take our first call in just a minute or two. I want to give you a couple of heads up. It is time to fertilize your lawn. If you haven't gotten that done, I think you can get that done in the next few days because it's finally warming up enough that it will have good effect. And also, it's a good time to uh, uh, start uh, or, or even move on through some of the pruning. By now, almost all of the plants that you're waiting on to see how they're doing uh, will uh, will be ready to to uh, shape up. Uh, some of them have been ready for a while, and some are just on the verge of telling you whether they have had freeze damage or not. Probably the last things that you will uh, determine would be crepe myrtles, and I've been watching them, and I can give you some tips as to how to tell whether they have had freeze damage or not. But uh, otherwise, all the other uh, deciduous plants or the plants that had a loss of leaves, I have some thoughts on that, and we'll talk about those. But a lot of pruning can be done as you have time over the next few days. A very special limited-time offer is available to you on uh, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, the fifth printing. This might be the only gardening reference you'll need. It covers all aspects of gardening for all counties in Texas, all 254 counties in Texas. You knew there were that many, didn't you? I wrote the book with that in mind. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs in 11 chapters covering every aspect 
of uh, outdoor gardening, from lawns and landscapes to fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. The fifth printing will be thirty-six ninety-five when it comes off the presses. It's on there right now. The presses will gear up and start rolling again bright and early tomorrow morning. But I offer it to you now as a pre-order price of only thirty-one ninety-five, and you'll be one of the early ones to get it when it rolls off the presses later this month. I'll sign your copy and we'll get it mailed right away. Your satisfaction is fully guaranteed. I'll refund every penny you spend if you're not satisfied. So far, I've sold 60,000 copies of the book. There's not been one request for refund in all of those copies. So I think you'll be satisfied with the book. You can save $5, the lowest price it will ever be, from this point forward. But you must order before we take delivery on those first copies. This is the fifth printing, not the fifth edition. It's uh, essentially the same as the fourth, so no point in buying it if you already have the fourth fourth printing. There I go. It's not in stores, won't be. Not on Amazon, won't be. It's only from neilsperry.com. You can order it right now at neilsperry.com, or you can call my office starting tomorrow, uh, business hours at 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769. A signed copy, as I said, I'd be happy to do that for you, but uh, the website is the place to order it. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney inviting you to come to worship outside and inside and online. Multiple options this Easter season. You can find all this at our website, sharingtheheart.org slash Easter. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy. He is our pastor. That is our church, and I'm proud to provide that uh, little bit of airtime and uh, invite you to our church, sharingtheheart.org for the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, the old historic building, the beautiful building, and the meeting outside and starting next week a a little bit inside as well. So thank you, Tommy. The folks at Arborological Services, if you go to their website, you will see uh, one of the pruning jobs that they did recently where they had a a nest. They got into a silver maple tree, and they discovered a nest of screech owl eggs, and they left them very carefully right in place. Did the, the pruning that was needed to make the tree safe, but they left the little nest of eggs. It's just beautiful. They are wonderful tree people. Your trees deserve the very best. When you plant a shade tree, you plant for the future, for many, many years into the future. And you're planting a a tree that will add to the value of your home. Hopefully you've planted a really high-quality tree and you've cared for it well. If you contact Arborological Services and have them care for it to help you, then you certainly have cared for it well. They have a staff of more than 10 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists with college degrees in plant pathology, horticulture, and forestry. Three of their people have been selected as Arborists of the Year for the state of Texas and tree climbing crews that have won all of the big competitive awards. They do everything from complete tree management, fertilizing, pruning. They do cabling and bracing, insect and disease control, and consultation on trees if you're doing construction and just 
want to make sure you don't damage the trees. So for the very best for your trees, call Arborological Services, 41 years in the business now, 866-552-7267, serving the Metroplex, and that's it, 866-552-7267, arborological.com it's arborological services neil spiri and callaways go back since our nurseries opened i'm wendy vanderbeck with callaways in south fort worth and now back to neil wendy has been my wife and my dear friend for many many years thank you wendy let's start with john in arlington first call up this morning john i took a little longer with uh, steve than usual and so now you're up how can i help you well, first, I wanted to thank you for participating in Empowering Seniors back in October. You were like the highlight of the entire event. Oh, my we goodness. Well, thank you. Doing that. Thank and you. My, my situation is I've got a, a mature yard. Probably trees are 70 uh, years old. So they've got pretty thick canopy. I've got some bare ground areas. And so you know, try to use a zoysia grass. Or what do you recommend that I use on those that are not going to get a whole lot of sunlight? That I, I don't want to take over my St. Augustine, though. All right. Uh, the, the grasses that we have for Texas are four or five, and I'm not making any listing of them by order of shade tolerance, but you have your, your common ones are St. Augustine and Bermuda. Zoysia is coming up quickly. Buffalo grass has sunk pretty much to the bottom, and fescue, tall fescue, is used in the panhandle a lot and, and kind of this direction, but not as much. It needs cooler weather and less humidity than we have. The most shade-tolerant grasses that we have for Texas, uh, pretty much tied for first place, are St. Augustine and tall fescue. Uh, and, and because I already have ruled out tall fescue as a really dependable grass in our area, we're left with St. Augustine for shade areas. It needs five or six hours, preferably six, of good, strong sunshine to hold its own and to have any vigor at all. Uh, if you don't have that much, then it's going to be a real problem. Zoysia needs uh, probably six to seven. Bermuda needs seven to eight, probably closer to eight hours of sunlight. So it, it becomes kind of a constant gradation in there, and it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing for people to determine. Uh, but St. Augustine needs uh, very bright light, at least for those numbers of hours. And if you've tried St. Augustine and it has failed, then there is no grass that's going to do well for you in the shade, John. You're going to have to go to, you're going to have to do one of two things. You're either going to have to remove some branches from the trees, or if you look at them and say, well, that would ruin the shape of the trees, then you go to a shade-tolerant ground cover. Right. Okay. I can look at that. Also, I've got about, say, six uh, square feet of uh, air space in my backyard. I don't know if that soil is, I know you used to, whatever the word use, uh, inert or dead or whatever. Do I need to, like, maybe bring some sod, some St. Augustine sod back there, and so that way it's got its own kind of nutrients, or what do I want to do for that bare spot? Uh, and it has plenty of sunlight. All right. Uh, people, it has full sunlight, in other words? Yes, it has full sunlight. All right. Uh, what is different about that area compared to something <laughs> 10 feet away? Is it Was, was there a pile of uh, building debris that got burned there or something, or what's different? No, about I, it? I think that's when the dog goes outside. That's maybe where he likes to go relieve that's himself. Big area. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of extra bit extra big dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he is, he is uh, powerful. Well, 
you might have a soil test run there and, as I say, 10 or 15 feet away and see what the difference is. See if it has a very high level of mineral salts. Okay. Um, and, and if that's the case, then you might put, um, you might put gypsum on it. Now, I want to be very plain in what I just said. There are people who have been trying to get me to say gypsum will loosen a clay soil, and that's not what I was saying. Gypsum will replace sodium in soil. If you get too much sodium, too much salt in, in soil, um, then gypsum will replace that with calcium, and calcium doesn't hurt the, the roots of plants like sodium does. Uh, but, but that would start with a soil test, and I would ask the soil testing lab at A&M to run that sample and to advise you. If you see a problem here that would keep grass from growing, uh, please uh, uh, tell me that and tell me what I should do and see if they come up with the same solution. Tell them what you are encountering. Tell them what I said. And tell them it was just a, a, a hunch on my part that it, certainly I have nothing to base it on but that that's what I'm wondering. Sounds great, Neil. You're the best. Thanks so much. I don't know that. Just try not to be the worst. Appreciate it, John. Have a good day. Take care. All right, we have a newscast to get in right now. John, uh, Jeff in Argyle, you are coming up next. We're going to talk crepe myrtles, Beverly in Mansfield. We're going to talk oleanders. And guess what common thread they both have? It might be the February cold spell. Sunburst shutters. You might be thinking about replacing those old window treatments with beautiful plantation-style shutters, and there are people out there behind you ready to break out in applause at your thought. <laughs> so that's the way it was at our house when I said, Hey, Lynn, I think we need some sunburst shutters. And the applause was deafening, the sound of two hands clapping. And uh, she is she loves sunburst shutters, and, and uh, I do too. We do. Our whole family loves these things. But the family has grown smaller and smaller as the kids moved out, and they come back and say, those are really nice. Sunburst shutters. It's made, they're made of polywood. It's a, a man-made material. It looks like wood. It's their proprietary material. It, uh, they, they mill it and it mills beautifully. This is just genius, this product, because they can cut it and fit it into any shape and size uh, opening that you have. And it doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. You can put it in on the Texas Gulf Coast where the humidity is always 101% and it doesn't warp. It, this is just great. And uh, you can you can put it in the heat, in the sunlight. We've had ours for 10 or more years now. Nothing happens to polywood from sunburst shutters. It's their material. That's the neat thing. Uh, polywood is a registered name of sunburst shutters and it will add resale value to your home when you get uh, sunburst shutters installed. They are custom made to any opening in your house and they like special challenges. Give them that challenge. Uh, let them bring samples to your home, take measurements, tell you what it would cost to have them made. And if you are okay with that, which I think you will be, and then you'll be all set. Two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louver size, sunburstshutters.com. They also serve Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, and they are also nice people. 214-343-2601. That's sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. Let me tell you something. DFW's place to talk. This country is worth fighting for. News Talk 820. WBAP. WBAP.com. 
Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter from my computer to your email Thursday nights just a little after 6 p.m. There always are five stories. It's kind of like an old-fashioned garden section. One of the stories will be a featured plant for that week, something that's very timely for that week. One of the stories will always be a featured question for that week, something that is on everybody's mind at that time. Another of the uh, uh, stories will always be gardening this weekend where I outline the 12 or 15 things that are most critical that you accomplish in the ensuing three or four days. And then we will have a couple of other stories. For example, this week, Diane Sitton, our wonderful monthly columnist who writes one story a month, uh, will have a story on She Sheds, where she uh, talks about gardening sheds that ladies especially like. She has incredible photographs. She's just wonderful. So those are the things that you get with eGardens. If you want to see what the last issue looked like three days ago, go to neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for it. And it's free and always will be, and we'll never spam you or give or sell your email address to anybody. So that's at neilsperry.com, where you also sign up uh, to, to buy my latest book, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. The last suspect has been arrested in Utah for the murder of a Seattle woman in Dallas. I'm Dennis Martin. At the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident is affecting the exit ramp that runs from eastbound I-30 to Dolphin Road. In Irving, construction has closed spur 482 both directions between Texas 114 and Century Center Boulevard. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today will be cloudy with a high temperature in the low 70s. Tonight, partly cloudy, overnight low of the high 50s. Monday, lots of sunshine. Monday's high temperature, about 80. Right now, though, it's cloudy and 60 degrees. The last suspect wanted for the murder of a Seattle woman in Dallas has been arrested in Utah. Charles Beltran was arrested Friday in the town of West Jordan, Utah. He's the last of three suspects wanted for the murder of Seattle resident Maricela Botello, who disappeared in October of 2020 while visiting friends in Dallas. The remains were finally found in late March. Two other suspects in her killing were arrested before Beltran was found. More vaccine coming from more Texans. The Department of State Health Services expects delivery of 2.5 million doses during the coming week. More than a million of them will be sent to vaccination sites in 200 counties. Many of the remaining doses are earmarked for those who are awaiting their second dose of vaccine. From the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update will be at 9 o'clock. 24-7 news coverage at WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5700.
88. Perhaps you didn't have a pencil ready, not knowing that I was going to spring the number on you right now. Grab it and uh, have it ready. I'll give it to you again. These are Texas premier roofing contractors serving the entire Metroplex with the finest in roofing since 1986. That is a long time, 35 years now of roofing. And during that time, they put a roof on our house. The experience of tens of thousands of roofs installed. 60,000, last number I heard, but it's up from that. I know it is, especially after some of these storms like we had in the last week or two. If you have a composition roof, you need to have them look at your roof if you had hail in the last week or two. Let them come out and do a free inspection of your roof. They'll go up on the roof. They'll take photos if they see damage, and they'll come down and show you those photos and and uh, uh, and and advise you as to whether it's significant damage or not. And then you can do what you wish with your insurance agent at that point. And uh, if you decide to go ahead and get a new roof, I strongly suggest that you go with Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. This is a company that's been in business all that time because they they uh, uh, bring you a wonderful roof that is made to last. Now, they did some great things for us. They gave us good advice. They really steered us in good directions. They, we got maximum uh, roof for our dollar, our insurance settlement dollar, and uh, I could not be happier. And I would not be telling you this if it hadn't happened exactly that way. I got no sweetheart deals on it. I didn't trade for anything. I paid the same price you'd pay. But I, and I got the same kind of advice that you will get. That's the way I wanted it. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, the company that's built on integrity, quality, and innovation. The roofing company I'm proud to recommend, Wortham Brothers Roofing. Call them today. Well, maybe call them tomorrow. 972 562-5788-WBRoofing.com Celebrating rebirth and renewal. Going to church. Spending time with family, of course. Happy Easter. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com Please visit my website, neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my latest book, which is so much better than the old cowboy boot book from 1991. This is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I took a chance. I self-published this book, which means that I'm responsible for all the payments, all the uh, all the costs, all the upfront stuff, and it also means that I'm selling it myself, not uh, through distributors and not through uh, 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 bookstores. Uh, but it's available from the website, neilsperry.com. It's also where you sign up for my free electronic newsletter and uh, eGardens. And it's also where you find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions, answers to just about any question that you might have on your mind. All of that at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. Let Texas certified nursery professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Cindy from the Greenville Avenue store in Dallas, and now back to Neil. That's the Greenville Avenue store that is moving, has moved, right in that transition. So there you go. Thank you, Cindy. Back to the phone lines. We go to Jeff in Argyle. Jeff, thank you for waiting. How can I help you? Neil, first I want to thank you for your years of help to us gardening folks. I've been Thank listening you. to you since the 1980s uh, when I first moved to Texas, and uh, I can't tell you how much money you've saved me by doing things at the appropriate time. Well, I have you. both your books. I have both your books, and on nostalgia days, I get the old book out and read it and reminisce about the days of MSMA, 2,4-D, and pre-emergent that 
gave me three acres of the most beautiful coastal Bermuda in mm-hmm. uh, Double Oak. But the reason I'm calling today is I have two of the uh, uh, dynamite crepe myrtles. I planted them two years ago, and one of them I'm getting a little bit of green growth at the very bottom, and the other one is doing nothing at all. Do I need to replace them? Not yet. Uh, Dynamite was developed by Carl Whitcomb at uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. And uh, Carl works with uh, very uh, cold-hardy stock to do his plant breeding. And so I would expect if any crepe myrtle would make it through the winter, the dynamite would. Now, the fact that it's a young, uh, you had two young plants, that might make them a little more vulnerable, Jeff. And if they happen to get dry during the winter, that also would add to that vulnerability. So there's a chance that they might be lost to the ground. I would not think that they would die completely. Um, I'm seeing a lot of variation. I'm seeing a lot of variation in everything. Uh, Live oaks, as example. Uh, Some trees are still waiting to leaf out, but they're going to leaf out. And others have leafed out 10 or 15 days ago. And, And grape myrtles are the same way. I just drove to get here to my office to broadcast this morning. Uh, I'm no longer broadcasting from home, and, and uh, so I'm in the city of McKinney now instead of at my home out in the country. And, and I drove past probably uh, two or 3,000 crepe myrtles in our medians, and uh, ones that two days ago had no buds or leaves now are, are budding out, and, and it's just day by day, so I wouldn't give up yet. If you see nothing... Uh, in in ten days, point this out to my wife last night. If in ten days we see nothing but sprouts from down at the bottom, then we begin to realize I think we're going to have to retrain from down at the bottom, and there may be some of those. But I would not think dynamite would be one of them. But but we'll we'll find out together. Well, I I appreciate it. it you you'd recommended those to me because I was looking for a deep red. And oh, it's that. Are, yeah, it, it is a deep red. And one other thing I need to point out, uh, if, if that should happen and people get all nervous, oh, no, I don't want to lose that top growth. But the good news is that the roots weren't impacted. It was It's the top that would have frozen, if that's the case. And with all of that giant root system involved and not much top to support, those plants are going to grow like wildfire. They're just going to grow quickly. And, and so your plants will reestablish themselves very quickly. So it's not as... It's not as bad as it sounds. If if that happens, I'm not convinced it's going to happen. Okay. But if that does happen, do I need to cut them to the ground? Uh, if it happens, and as I say, I think it may be the 15th or 20th of April before we can make that decision. I can kind of watch, because I've worked with crepe myrtles so much, I can watch, and the vigor of those sprouts at the bottom will be a really good indicator. If they come up and are just going crazy, you get 15 or 20 of them, and they're growing uh, four or five inches a week, then that is a not a good sign for the for the top. And at that point, you would want to cut the top down to as close to the ground as you could. And you need to do that fairly quickly because it will be in the way of the new shoots, and it'll be hard to get a saw in there or, or shears in there to cut the dead wood out later. You don't want to let the the new sprouts come up knee high or taller because then you can't get rid of the old growth, and you don't want it left. And so, yeah, you would, but don't do it yet. Okay. Well, thank you. That you are welcome, and thanks for those nice comments. That really made my day. Have a good one. Happy Easter to you. Thank you, Jeff.
All right. Let's go to Beverly in Mansfield. Beverly, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning and happy Easter. Happy Easter. You're right, girl. How can I help you? Uh, well, we have a bunch of oleanders that are along a fence line, kind of between us and another property. And when we go out and feel of them, the leaves are brown and crunchy, but the stems are still feel kind of soft and green. So we were wondering, do we need to just let the leaves ultimately fall off, or do we need to trim them back and trim them down so they'll grow up? I have, I'll I'll give you the experience of 50 years of watching oleanders in the Metroplex. I have seen them freeze many times, probably 10 or 15 times, maybe more, uh, depending on varieties, depending on where they are, and some years all of them. And I have never seen the leaves drop on a stem. When the leaves turn brown, I've never seen them fall off like they do on other plants. It's a thing called an abscission layer, and it never forms on oleanders. When they freeze, they are stuck to the stems because the stems die, too. They don't die as fast, and so yours are in that transition stage. On the other mm-hmm. hand, uh, oleanders always come back from their roots. They they aren't unique in that, but they are certainly unusual in that. There are a few other plants that will come back from their roots uh, and thank heavens oleanders do because uh, they they re-sprout. You probably, uh, within the next two or three weeks, will begin to see some extremely vigorous, very glossy dark green shoots coming up from down around the bases. And those, it's similar to what I was describing with the crepe myrtles. They will become the new stems. And so you need to get all those stems cut way back to within an inch or two of the ground and let the new growth take over. Okay. Uh, what about an Indian hawthorn? I've got one, well, I've got several, but one of them in particular, one side of it has still got green leaves on it. Another side of it, it looks like the leaves are really brown and crunchy. Indian hawthorns across all of Texas, clear to the Gulf Coast, are toast. Okay. Toast. The only the only thing I have seen, it's one of the strangest things I've seen, uh, most of them came out of East Texas, but it's happened anywhere that there was snow, uh, if if there was a snowpack that was four or five inches deep, from that point down, they're green. They're just as beautiful as they could be. And from that point up, they're just as brown and rubbery looking, just awful. And uh, huh. snow snow is a great insulator. They, nothing, nothing froze. It was covered in snow. And everything above it just is gone. But they need okay. to be replaced. And the problem is going to be, uh, Beverly, in, in finding replacement plants now. By by the middle of March, nurseries had run out of, uh, a lot of nurseries had run out of Carissa Holly and uh, Dwarfiopan. Not so much Dwarfiopan, but plants that looked like Indian hawthorns. Probably the easiest replacement to find is more Indian hawthorns because nobody wants them. But I haven't right. been in nurseries in about 10 days. I'm just hearing what the nurserymen are telling me, that they okay. are having a struggle finding plants at the wholesale level. So if you if you see something, grab it when you see it because it's going to be hard to find. But my other caution that I mentioned on Randy Williams' newscast is if you can't find something that, that is a really high-quality plant rather than uh, putting some kind of junk shrub in, just wait until fall. They'll, they'll be out there again. We'll have we'll have ample sure. supplies. But put flowers in, or or put bark mulch on, and just call it a simple landscape for the summer, and 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 just wait your turn. 
Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. Thanks for waiting on me a long time. I know you uh-huh. had to. Have a good no day. Worries. All right. Let me tell you right now about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, and uh, you'll see all the plants that are about the same size and shape in the shrub chapter. What would be a good replacement? I'm asked that probably 25 times a week. Neil, my Indian hawthorns look like they're gone. What would be a good replacement? And they're all listed in there in, in that uh, in that chapter this is a very special limited time offer because i'm in right now currently in the middle of about a three-week printing of the fifth printing of neil spray's lone star gardening at clear visions in san antonio and this might be the only gardening reference you're going to need for the state of texas 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening for landscaping for lawns and for uh, flower fruit and vegetable gardening for texas Chapter 2 is a calendar. It's a 48-page, four-pages-per-month calendar of when to plant, prune, uh, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're growing in your landscape and garden. People tell me that one alone pays for the book. The book is going to be only $36.95 plus tax and postage, but until I get my first copies of the book, which is delayed because of a paper shortage, until I get those first copies, it's only $31.95. Yeah, you're going to have to wait two or three weeks to get your book, but you're also saving $5. That's pretty good investment, pretty good return on that money. So, and satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I will refund all of your money, I've not ever had to refund any money on the book in all of that time. 60,000 copies sold. I'll be sending you a signed copy and uh, satisfaction guaranteed. So I hope you'll do that. Fifth printing, only thirty-one ninety-five. The price will never be that low again. So take advantage of this special offer. Two ways that you can order. By the way, it is not in stores and it won't be on Amazon either, neither place. So here are the two ways you can buy and you can do so now. One is to go to my website. The other is to call my office Monday through Friday. And uh, that number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, because you can do it right now, is to order it online at Neil Sperry. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's. Lone Star Gardening. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003 foundationrepairs.com Since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have been leading the landscaping industry across the Metroplex, turning landscaping dreams into reality. Mike and his son Derek Wisnan own and operate Whiskey Stone. Mike's dad founded it back in 1983. Mike grew up in it. Derek grew up in it. And they have turned it into a wonderful place. It's a showroom of stone, 22 acres of stone. Everything from decorative gravel and river rock, paved stone, interlocking concrete pavers, flagstone, ledge stone for retaining walls, and all the way up to big decorative boulders the size of your automobile. They have it all, and they deliver it anywhere you can hear me. 
it's not uncommon for me to call and ask for one of them and and to be told that they're out in a quarry buying stone for their next delivery. I love I'd love to just live their life for a couple of days and see how it operates because they are brilliant, they are personable, they are leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, they are revered, and you will you will say about the same thing when you get to meet them. That's WhizQ Stone, open Monday through Saturday, not on Sundays, but make a point of going there one of these nice spring days. W-H-I-Z hyphen Q dot uh, com. That's the website, whiz-q.com, and uh, they're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. That's WhizQ Stone. We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Lori from the North Arlington Callaways. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Nice people at all of those Callaways. They've been my friends a long time. And if you get into a Callaways today, they'll be pretty busy. I know they will. But please tell them thank you. They'll remember that. Tell the manager or assistant manager. Those are the ones uh, that you need to tell. Uh, thank you for sponsoring this hour of uh, of my program. Uh, let's go to Lynn in Fort Worth. Let me give you the phone numbers if you'd like to call. It's 800 288 WBAP 800-288-9227. Lynn, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to, uh, to tell you and yours, God bless you and yours, and thank you for your program. Well, thank and you very much, Lynn. I was wondering, I haven't heard anything about Forsythia. Uh, I love them. I do, too. Um, Is it time for it to bloom, or what? Well, it is just a little past their time. Mine have lost, as of the last three or four days, they've lost all of the the last of their flowers, and they're about to put out leaves and start growing for this year. They're beautiful. I have always loved Forsythia, the the pretty uh, yellows. Did you grow up in the north? Yes, I'm from New Jersey, but I'm Texan now. Oh, I understand that. It's just that they're more common in the north, and uh, yeah. people who have moved here from the north love forsythia. There are a lot of plants yeah. that there are a lot of plants in the north that that don't grow well in Texas. Forsythia will grow well here. I used it uh, for my master's degree program at Ohio State, so I, I know forsythia uh-huh. very well. Aha! Uh-huh. I you know. Riding around on the bus or whatever, I never saw any forsythia here in Fort Worth. It's not used as often as it should be. They will bloom in uh, in March. They usually bloom the first couple of weeks of March. This year, everything uh-huh. is off schedule. Well, this I year, have just lost yeah. out. Yeah, this year everything's off schedule because of the cold in February. Yeah, I appreciate you and yours. And Thank your you. pet of the week. My husband just loves hearing about the pet of the week. Well, you're about to hear about one in just a minute, too. So a little bitty one. Good. So I'll have one for you. 
You need to. God bless you all. Well, thank you. Well, happy Easter, and thank you so much, Lynn. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for that call. You made my day. All right. Folks, I'm going to give that number once again. I didn't uh, didn't fill the phone lines up for the end of the hour. I thought we would probably not need to, and uh, so I have about half a minute to, to fill. It's uh, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I'm here until 10, so I hope that you will give me a, a call now and get on hold, and, and we'll pick you up right after the top of the hour. Uh, a couple of things to uh, mention. If you ever get, and this is kind of an off-the-wall, thing but if you ever get pollen off an easter lily you you know you want to use tweezers to pull the pollen sacks the anthers off your easter lily before they open because that pollen messes everything up it's greasy and if you ever get that pollen on clothes don't wipe it off don't try to wipe it off at all set those clothes out in the sunshine for about three hours they won't fade in that length of time but the pollen will dry up and blow away it's amazing a florist taught me that uh, stacy edwards at edwards flowers in mckinney i got some pollen on me she said oh don't do that just put it out in the sun and it works like magic stay tuned we'll be back after the news